0: All right, are you gonna you gonna keep with your theme? Yeah, I you're think gonna I, ask me five I've, questions today. I've
1: done, uh, I've gotten one and a half of them right, so yeah, I think I gotta keep it up. So, all right,
0: um, what five questions
1: are you going to ask I'm me today? Start. I'm gonna keep the same format. Okay. Uh, I think I found a good format that works really well for me. Uh, depending on, I guess, if it's a, a tree, a shrub, a graminoid, a forb, or an other. And when I say other, I'm talking about like vines, I guess. Okay. And, but there's right. some things that don't really fall into those that those four boxes. Yeah, that's true. All right,
0: so that's where you're at. That's mm-hmm. your first question. It is a shrub.
1: Another shrub, okay. Three for
0: three today, or this week, I should and, say. And
1: um, I'm going to skip the height for now okay. and go right to what does the flower look like?
0: Flowers are white in a long, upright terminal cluster, stamens longer than the four petals.
1: Okay. Four petals in a cluster. Okay. Um, Long upright upright
0: terminal cluster, yeah.
1: All right. Uh, From here, I'm going to say, does it have a noticeable berry?
0: Fruit is a smooth, leathery capsule with one to three large, shiny brown seeds, each with a pale scar.
1: (laughs) That's like a... Something that I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of like a classic author that <laughs> I couldn't I'm blanked off. The only one I could well, think of was brown Mark Twain. Seed, I'm like he wouldn't write like that. The brown
0: but, seeds with the pale scar is yeah. something that will give you a clue to the name of the plant.
1: Brown seeds with a pale scar gives yeah. me a clue. Yeah, gives, I'm, yeah could, I don't think it gives. I, I'm actually of asking that question. Actually,
0: you've asked three questions: the flower and the fruit combined make up the common name
1: of this plant. Oh, gosh. That's not what I was thinking. All right. Um,
0: All right. You get two more questions, though. Two okay. more questions.
1: Okay. Um, oh, man. I, I, I'll i go with how tall is it. It's 6 to 12 foot tall and wide. Okay. That kind of eliminates what I, what I was thinking now. So 12 foot tall, 12 foot wide. That's pretty... Okay, yeah, that's... Um, that's four. And what what do the leaves look like? All right, let
0: me find it. So they're opposite palmately compound leaves with five to seven leaflets. Each leaflet short-stalked, four to eight inches long, and two to
1: four inches broad.
0: Man. That's a very unique-sounding plant.
1: Yeah. So my my initial reaction. You probably should have asked, do we we grow it or not? Oh, not we that don't. that helps her. Oh, yeah. Well, I well, don't know that.
0: I, I you didn't ask that question, so I can't offer. Well, that.
1: I want to I want to ask questions that help our listeners and not just me. Okay. I'm trying not be selfish here. Um, I I originally thought Meadowsweet, but not with that. Not twelve like, foot. Yeah, but I I'm struggling to think of something else that fits those that description. So I'm going to stick with Meadowsweet, acknowledging that it's it's wrong.
0: All right, so Tom's guest today is Meadowsweet. All right, so I mentioned that the flowers and the fruit give the planet's yeah. name. So the flower, which is long, upweight terminal cluster, might resemble a bottle brush.
1: Okay. And
0: yeah. a brown seed with a pale scar might resemble a buck's eye mm-hmm. so bottle brush buckeye asculus parviflora, is today's plant
1: you're listening to a native plant every day with tom and fran
0: welcome back to a native plant every day with tom and fran i'm fran and i'm tom and tom stumped himself today that Another you one. know in, in your defense it's not something that's native in in our range so it's not something that we see in our everyday farms but today's plan is aeschylus Parviflora, which is called bottle brush cockeye.
1: and you know what i think i really i i hurt myself because i skipped the height question because i'm like ah, the height questions tend to be too general maybe i'll i'll go for the home run here and try and nail it on the second question so i asked about the flower and that just got me thinking down the <laughs> wrong path i'm like none of this describes exactly what i've been thinking of yeah had i gone a different route my i i might have led myself to, to water there, but I didn't help myself by switching up my question routine.
0: No, but you know, and here's the deceiving part of this plant. We didn't even talk about this. It It's native to only three States. It It's native to Alabama, Georgia, and South Carolina. Now what's deceiving about that is that you see it in a lot of other places because it's a, a fairly common landscape shrub. And it's now inventive in North Carolina, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and New York. Mm-hmm. So it, even though it's, it's, native to the southern range i mean it gets pretty far up there in the northeast um it's actually a g3 global rarity which is three, yeah. to, three to ten thousand plants naturally occurring uh globally so um and that's you know it's natural habitat where it's found uh naturally is um mesic forests on bluffs and in ravines so it's we see it a lot i you know i i worked at Before Mm Pineland Nursery, Princeton Nurseries, we sold a lot of this plant. We had it all over the grounds
1: there. Yeah, it's a really popular landscape plant in the nursery trade and and landscape trade. And um, yeah, it makes me wonder how many of them like. For and we we had the same thing with Amsonia hubrechtii, where it's really native to a small, small area. It's super rare in that area, but it's become so popular as a a landscape plant. that it's you see it all over the place, but you, it's not in natural conditions.
0: And it is a native plant technically. It's just not mm. native to here, but it's also not aggressive in these areas too. It's not yeah. taking over oh, yeah. other areas. But because there is no wetland indicator status for this plant, I thought it would be helpful to to note that um, in the U.S. it's suitable for the USDA hardiness zones four through eight. So that will give you a good idea of where you can plant that plant if you're looking at adding that one to your garden.
1: Yeah, so we talked about the leaves and the flowers, but what does the bark look like on this plant?
0: So it be, with the leaves, because you didn't ask, I didn't share that it is a deciduous shrub. Um, so that's that's important to note. Bark is smooth, uh, lenticel gray to light reddish brown. It is deciduous, so you'll see it when the leaves drop. But it's a pretty – like it that stays – like when it when it's in leaf, it's to the ground. Like mm-hmm. you're not really seeing the bark while it's in mm-hmm. in leaf yep. because it's pretty big, pretty big leaves and pretty big flowers. Um, and it is in just just so we throw it out there, it's in the Sapindaceae family, which is the same family that maples are in. Mm-hmm. So just to throw that out there,
1: yeah. And since it has that that fruit and then the the nut, um, is it. Diotius, monoecious, what is it? This one
0: was listing as cosexual. So having both sexes mm-hmm. on the same. So not necessarily like you would think that's monoecious. Yeah. But they're classifying it as cosexual. Okay. So um and we did mention that it's it can be six to twelve foot tall, six to twelve foot wide. So it is large, broad and mounded in shape mm-hmm. when, when you see it yeah. in, in natural.
1: And um, the, the flowers really are striking. When does it typically bloom?
0: Uh July. It's 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 like a summer when, when it pops out it's noticeable. Um and as I mentioned, the common name refers to the flowers resembling a traditional bottle brush. So um and it's large flowers. Kinda like if you're if you're familiar with the shrub, uh, oak leaf hydrangea. Mm-hmm. It it has a very similar look to yes. the shrub
1: the yep. way it the way it grows. Yeah. Do people still use bottle brushes anymore? Is it like the the rise of plastic kind of put the put a, a stomp on the bottle brush industry. Do you own a Do you own a we do bottle brush? Because I of don't baby bottles. Baby bottles, but
0: I don't have any bottle that I would need to use yeah. a brush on.
1: Yeah. Huh. So maybe if it's. If it's you one have a lot of things children, it's like, I don't know if there's an ice cube tray plant, but that's going away <laughs> too. <laughs> there is a hardy ice
0: plant, Della yeah. Sperma cooperi. <laughs> so, but what does the, the fall color look like? Uh, it has a golden yellow fall color. Like, it's, it's, I, I don't know that I'd say it's striking, but it's, mm-hmm. it's got a very nice yellow fall color to and, it.
1: And how do they spread? Do they spread by the seed or is it suckering?
0: It suckers and it forms colony. You plant one plant, it's going to be. You know that plant isn't twelve foot wide. That's a colony. You know that's mm-hmm. you're, you're forming a pretty big colony from that, um, and it 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 grows relatively fast. You'll get two to four feet in a single growing season. So it's not it's not slow growing. It's it's going to grow pretty quick.
1: And does that mean it's long lived, short lived?
0: Uh, twenty to thirty years. I'm gonna say so you're gonna get a, a decent decent lifespan out of that mm-hmm. plant. Like it's not gonna live for a hundred years but.
1: and it's a plan I've considered planning but I have a sunny spot in my yard is it gonna work there or
0: no you know one thing that I don't know if you've noticed because we have some Buckeye plants planted around the nursery that they really prefer a part shade to a full shade um, condition because the leaves will get scorched if you put them in full sun so if you have them in full sun, by summertime, those leaves are looking pretty gnarly. and you, you take the leaves off, it's going to hamper the growth of, mm-hmm. of any plant. Like it just weakens it to the point where you start having other issues. But um, it does like that that part shade, and it really prefers like a rich, moist loam for a soil. Um, it's intolerant of dry soils in its early years. Once it gets established, it can take a little more drought conditions. But if you're establishing it and it's dry, it's not going to do well.
1: Mm-hmm. And what kind of wildlife does it attract? Uh,
0: It attracts hummingbirds and eastern swallowtail butterflies. Both like it. It is pollinated by bees, butterflies, and other insects. Um, The fruit are uh, birds and squirrels. Both like the fruit. Um, But it is highly poisonous to humans. So don't -hmm. don't go eating it. The symptoms include muscle weakness, paralysis, vomiting, diarrhea, and death. (laughs) Um, And it is... Toxic to pets too. So if you have some dogs or cats, you may not – you may not want to put that there. Um, it's always funny to to look up if deer like it because it's natural yeah. in an area probably where it's not an overabundant deer population. Mm-hmm. But uh, deer have been known to winter browse the uh, stems. Mm-hmm. So they're not eating the leaves but they'll they'll knock back, which – isn't necessarily a bad thing for a plant that forms dense colonies yeah. so it's just a little bit of pruning well,
1: what would you sub this plant for if I, if you wanted to add it to your yard
0: i was thinking japanese lilac mm-hmm. um a lot of people like that japanese lilac that spring fragrant flower you're not getting the same fragrance from the flower but it's a very beautiful shrub that will give you more of a summer look Mm -hmm. um there's a lot of things blooming in the spring you you, when you get to trees and shrubs you're you're a little more limited when it comes to summer Mm -hmm. i just think that's a nice look for the the summer you could you could try to have one big specimen or you could do a mass planting of it Uh, it forms like a really nice dense hedge as you can imagine but it's going to be deciduous uh, so you'll be able to see through it the nice thing too is where where japanese lilacs uh, ha- have a tendency to have uh, powdery mildew. The foliage re- is relatively uh, disease-free, and you can prune it really hard to rejuvenate it. Like if, if it's mm-hmm. – like that's why th- for this, deer, a little bit of deer browse isn't a bad thing for you. Yeah. It it's actually will help with that
1: a little All bit. All right. So that about covers it, but uh, you still have a lie to tell me this week. I do.
0: I have four four factual statements and one lie, and we have to see if you can guess which is which. You're doing pretty I haven't been able to stump you. I got to rework how I'm doing this. I did prepare. I'm not making up on (laughs) the go, but I'm not, I'm not doing as well. All right, here we go. I'm giving you five statements, one of which will be fake news. Naturalist, explorer, and plant collector, William Bartram, first noted this undescribed shrub on his travels through South Carolina.
1: Mm -hmm. That adds up.
0: Uh, this plant has gained the Royal Horticultural Society's Award, award of Garden Merit. Okay. The Latin-specific epithet parviflora means small-flowered. Okay. Although gray squirrels tend to prefer the fruit of this plant, it is often snubbed by black squirrels. Okay. And this plant is used in the treatment of colic, piles, constipation, and whooping cough.
1: To help treat – and that kind of makes some sense, I guess. Yeah. Um, Those are your five. Since it's poisonous in a way, yeah. it'll make yes. you throw up. So <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, the, the – that black squirrels don't prefer it because right. I don't I, I don't think there's actually a difference between gray squirrels and black squirrels. I know there's there's – Different kinds of squirrels, but I think yeah. they're the same species.
0: Maybe they have different tastes. Yeah. I don't <laughs> think so. All right, so you're going with uh, the false statement is great. Although gray squirrels prefer to eat the fruit, it is often snubbed by black squirrels. Yeah, I got to change my word yeah, a little bit.
1: Who knew I was such a, a squirrel uh, <laughs> aficionada <laughs> so about squirrels? <laughs> no, I, I've listened to um, I listened to a couple of hunting podcasts, and they talk about squirrel hunting a lot. And I don't I'm pretty sure they said that they aren't separate species. But there are different species yeah. of squirrels. There's fox yeah. squirrels and like all different things, but I don't know them all. But yeah. uh I But don't you knew enough to know small. that
0: yeah. they don't snub it. <laughs> yeah. So but
1: the the biggest question we like to answer is would we plant it in our yards? Fran, what about you? Uh
0: no. No. And it's not I love the plant personally. Um I don't really have a, a spot for it. I guess I have a shady spot, but it would take up the whole area, which mm. I don't want. Um I don't have a big enough Big enough shady spot to put mm-hmm. it, um, because like I have a lower area of my yard that sh- that's shaded, and I'm, I'm thinking of things I can do with it. Mm-hmm. But that would encompass the whole the yeah. whole spot, and that's yeah. not
1: really what I want to accomplish. I think. Yeah, it's I'm I'm torn on this because I tried originally my my home garden. I was trying to keep the stuff that was just native to our region. I've kind of as for aesthetic purposes, I've gone outside of that a little yeah. bit and incorporated some foam flower and and some other things that aren't quite native here i've i have the age-old debate with myself about incorporating beauty berry and i keep saying oh i'm gonna do it and then i say oh maybe i'm not <laughs> and i'm kind of the same thing with Barbara brush buckeye. I, I have some spots that would work i just haven't pulled the trigger and done it yet so maybe i will you, one day
0: you know at the the main offices at princeton nurseries we had a very large mature colony mm-hmm that probably sold more plants of this than anything else when customers would come in and see it in the summer and bloom. Yeah. You know, they're like, I have to buy that. Mm-hmm. You know, and because it grows so fast, you don't have to have a big B&B plant. It could be a smaller two-gallon, three-gallon yeah. container. But mm-hmm. if you're getting two to four foot a year in the right conditions, yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's going to be a big colony before you know it. It might so.
1: be someone I have to seek out, and, and it's better than, than- – planting an invasive plant or an even a non-native yeah. plant so yeah
0: you know if i had a choice between someone said here's a, a lilac or here is a bottle brush Buckeye you have to plant one i'm pan- i'm planting the native plant yeah even though it's not native to where we're at and it's uh, it's it's just a big big shrub mm-hmm. you know if you think of something that eventually in the, when it's happy, happy's going to get 12 12 by 12 mm-hmm. and oh, yeah, form a colony that's yeah. that's pretty big yep so i don't know that that's for me but Eh, Maybe one day. I don't know. I don't know. All right. So we have one more this week. Join us again tomorrow for Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran. Until then, keep it native.
1: Thank you for listening to A Native Plant Every Day with Tom and Fran.